ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. Welcome into your Friday, September 27th edition. Your drive begins now, right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. And of course, you can always be a part of the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines. We give you that opportunity at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste. Only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Coming up in a few short minutes, we're going to hear from Marshall women's basketball coach Tony Kemper. Yesterday, we heard from the guys. Today, we're going to hear from the head coach of the women's team, get his thoughts. Also, later on, we'll hear from Matt Perry. We'll talk Spring Valley football. We'll hear from Jason Toy. We're going to talk Cabell Midland football. And then... Woody Woodrum will wrap up the show with us as we will preview Huntington High football. So that's what our lineup looks like tonight. Thanks for sticking around for today's program. Busy day and herd athletics. Busy weekend, of course, but Southern Miss going to be on the court in less than an hour, probably already getting warm-ups going on as they will take on Marshall's volleyball squad. That's right, the first game that's being played on the new court, the new Logo right there, center. A volleyball team will be on that first. And that's going to be a big deal. Marshall Volleyball has been on the road forever, it feels like. So they will be opening up home play, taking on Southern Miss. That's going to be an exciting one. And then baseball fans, you've probably already, if not on the road as we speak, already got your way closer to watch Marshall take on West Virginia. That's 630 tonight. And then Marshall Soccer is at Old Dominion, the men's squad. They're taking on Old Dominion at 8 o'clock tonight. Of course, all those details you can get on HerdZone.com. If you want to follow along, stats, live video, all of that's going to be happening tonight on the website there. So our website tonight, you can go to and log on to WRVC.com, and you can watch our game of the week. That's right. We have got Huntington High action tonight on the website. You can tune in. To the radio, of course, that's what we invite you to do. Or you can watch South Charleston at Huntington High. Go to the website. Go to our Facebook page. Easiest way to find it, of course, is go to WRVC.com, and you can get the link there. So lots of action going on. You're, you're covered tonight. There's nothing to say about nothing to do. You can't do it tonight. We've got you covered everywhere. And, of course, uh, I'm excited to be talking to Tony Kemper here in the next few minutes. Now, uh I got to take care of some house cleaning business before we continue on. Now, earlier in the day, show producer Gabriel Sellards came over to me and presented me with a caffeinated beverage. I said, What's this for? He said, I'm apologizing in advance. I'm going to mess up a few times. The show's going to be terrible. And so I'm just putting him on blast right now, trying to get him in the right mindset. He's under the weather a little bit. I'm trying to get him to think positive thoughts. So we're not going to have any problems on this show today, Gabriel. Of course, I will take your peace offering. He's trying to keep me happy. He thought if he would just get me this, I can't be mad at him. And, of course, I can't be mad at him. Not for long anyway, but we're going to have a great show because we got Tony Kemper on. Tony is 
I'm not saying he's the type of guy that is a walking motivational poster, but every time I talk to the guy, I feel better. He can coach me in life any day, and so he's going to join us here the next few minutes, and I'm excited uh, to talk basketball with him because here's the thing. Marshall women's basketball, we can't say Shana Gore anymore. That's not happening anymore. We can't go Shana Gore. Marshall women's basketball, Shana Gore. No, can't do that. Shayna left a, a huge mark on this program, but she's not there anymore. It was the same thing with men's basketball when I was talking to some of the guys yesterday. It's, hey, you know, we can't talk John Elmore anymore. We can't talk C.J. Burks. We can't talk Rondell Watson. We can't talk about those guys. They were on that squad last year and for several years, and they meant a lot to the Marshall basketball program, but we can't do it anymore. Instead, you know, we got to talk about um, Jansen Williams. That's who we got to talk about. We got to talk about Tavion Kinsey. We got to talk about those guys. Those are our heroes. And then some. And we'll go across the entire roster and line up who's going to be leaned upon to be the leader. But those are my guys I'm looking at. And of course, Jared West. I can't forget about Jared West. He's probably going to be the de facto leader of the leaders just because he puts it out on the court every day. He leads by example. He goes out there and he overworks, overperforms, because that's just the type of guy he is. That's the type of leader he is. So I'm going to put him as the leader of the leaders, the guy that everybody looks to the most, because if you're not anywhere close to what his work effort is, his standard, um, then you got some work to do. And so everybody needs to hit – his mark, because he's the one that's out there. I mean, come on, Jansen Williams said himself joking yesterday, hey, guy gives the most effort. Yeah, well, that award goes to Jared West every day. Pretty much that's your guy. But we're going to find out on the women's side of things um, what's going to look like when we continue. We're going to be talking to the head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, Tony Kemper. He comes up next here on The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive with Paul Swan. Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows. Paul's the best. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Basketball practice is underway across the country, including at Marshall. And joining us now on the program is the head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, Tony Kemper. And, uh, Coach, uh, this is going to be a difficult interview for me because usually I would just say, uh, hey, Coach, Shana Gore, and then you would fill in the blanks for me. I, I don't have that crutch anymore. Uh, where's the leadership coming from on this squad now that uh, Shane is no longer there? Well, that's a good question, you know, and, and that's that's uh, that's fair. You know, Shana, um, I, you got to lump Taylor Porter in there for the year that she had a year ago, too, and she's tremendous. she was tremendous in the leadership realm. But, um, you know, we, we have a really good nucleus of players back that have uh, have – played quite a bit and, and played very well. They maybe just didn't, you know, weren't in the the scoring leadership role, so to speak. But I think, you know, Kadeja Brooks, who's a senior, has really been good. Um, she uh, She's a super smart basketball player. She basically can run our system from almost any position. She plays a lot of four for us. Um, she hit a ton of big shots a year ago um, for us as well. So she's been good. You know, Kristen Mayo from over in Grayson, Kentucky, um, she has uh, 
she's played a lot over her first two years. She's been solid. She had a tremendous practice today. She was all over the floor. And then, um, you know, you kind of look at Taylor Pearson um, and uh, Ashley St. Jean, who were getting back um, this year off her knee injury. You know, there's a there's a lot of people that have been in key moments. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's a little bit by committee um, because we do have so many that uh, have been there and understand what it's supposed to look like. Is that a plus for you, just knowing that, okay, you might not have one person to, or two people to center upon, but you've got seven, eight, nine, ten, where now everybody knows. Uh, you've got it to the point now where you've got some depth, you've got some youth, uh, you've got kids who are local, regional kids, so it means something to them to be at Marshall. So really it seems like you've got a complete package, or at least you've got, as you mentioned, you've got a committee now. you get got a basketball team that's a committee. Yeah, I know. I think that's right. I think our. I think when you look at the depth of the the people who we're banking on to make an impact, you know, and I, and I, I haven't gotten into into any of the newcomers yet, and you know, I, I think our I think our signing class from a year ago, it uh, you know, I think it's pretty darn good, and I think they're gonna there's gonna be uh, quite a few off that list that are making immediate impacts for us, and. Um, you know, there's some talent in the ones that nobody's really seen play here yet, and and yet there is a really good nucleus of people that that uh, were with us last year. You know, when we went back to the WBI, we won a game in, in uh, postseason play. Um, you know, ten conference wins, and uh, you know some big ones along the way. So I'm I'm really excited about you know having the people that we have in our locker room, and then. Um, you know, I think it's a really good mix of new and, and exciting and yet, um, you know, kind of the old guard that understands, hey, this is the way we've got to do this stuff in order to be as good as we want to be. Let's talk about the freshmen and the incoming players. Um, you mentioned recruiting has been pretty good to you as of late. Uh, on paper, uh, and of course you rank it differently than everybody else, I'm sure, but on paper it's pretty solid. No, I, th- I think it's good. You know, I, if – when you come watch us play, that, that it's a we have five freshmen, and you know you you can walk in our gym at any point in time, and and all five of them, at various points, you know, make an impact on what's going on. And uh, they're an athletic group that also, uh, you know, we've got some size in that freshman class with uh, with Sky Thomas out of Cincinnati, um, you know, tremendous shooting, Paige Shy, uh, Savannah Wheeler. And then uh, you know Christiana McLean is a tough, tough athletic guard out of out of uh, North Carolina, and then you know Alexis Johnson from up in Detroit is kind of the same thing in a in the package of a four man. And uh, you know we can we're certainly a little bit more athletic than what we were a year ago, and and definitely have depth of athleticism. You know, and then we have two uh, we have two transfers, Deja Congleton, um, who's you know about as gifted naturally as anybody we've ever had. She's really smooth and she can absolutely fly around and make plays on both ends of the floor. And then uh, we have one sitting out that'll sit out this year, Mahogany Matthews, who's another post player from Ole Miss, um, who, uh, who's got a really bright future here too. So, um, you know, I, when I think one of the challenges that I'm going to have is who's, who's the right combination. And, and we're working through that right now. And, um, it's exciting when you're a coach, when you don't, uh, it's not obvious when you watch them play yet. 
You're pretty confident that now working through those combinations, you can go big when you need to. You can go small when you need to. You've got that depth there. Yeah, I think I think we're we're certainly headed there. You know, I think we're certainly headed there. And, and uh, you know, if you look at us, I, I know when we walk in the gym, we've we've added a lot more length than what we've had. And then, um, you know, I think from a defensive perspective, I think that uh, I think that we've got a little bit more on ball quickness to guard and things like that with you know, kind of throughout our roster a little bit, um, you know, so I'm excited about probably the ability, maybe, maybe copying a little bit of what Coach D'Antoni does. You know, he, you look out there and he plays really big at times. You look out there and he plays really small at times. And I think we have, I think us like them, we've got a versatile roster that, um, you know, you don't have to be a one-trick pony maybe. You know, there's some nights where we can go big and it's an advantage, and there's some nights probably where we can get you a small, and uh, that's an advantage for us too. So, um, you know, we're working through that, and, you know, you, you uh, I, I know I'm excited about the possibilities, you know, and, and definitely not afraid after the year we had last year to, to mix it up. Marshall women's basketball coach Tony Kemper with us. A lot of things have been happening uh, after the off season. Of course, uh, you're going to benefit from a lot of it because uh, some time and energy have been put into the Henderson Center to try to uh, jazz it up, spruce it up. I don't know what would be the best word to use, but the court brand new, um, the logo, I love. I love the old school Marco and the new school M. Uh, everything is uh, pointing to a renewed energy about basketball, and, and we're talking just things that make the arena look better. Yeah. Oh, it, it looks great. You know, it's, we, we finally got into this morning. We got, we were able to practice in there for the first time this school year. And, uh, you know, it's really exciting for our, our girls to be back in there. And, um, it, it looks really, really good. I think the, um, you know, going with the old school half and half, I guess, I think it's, I think they came up with a great design and, um, <clears throat> you know, it's colorful, it's bright and certainly brings a lot more energy. Um, kind of a new new look in there, so that's great. And then, uh, you know, getting ready to hit the road in there to go watch volleyball tonight, and I think that they're off to a tremendous start. It's a it's a busy weekend and a fun one here. You know, I mean, there's a lot of really good athletic stuff going on this weekend at Marshall. Yeah, you mentioned volleyball's taking place tonight. And uh, are, are you a little jealous that Ari gets to play the first uh, or coach the first game, actual game on that court? Not you. I mean, you could have you could have aced Dan a little <laughs> bit if you guys planned this thing better. Well, listen, I, as, as much as Ari's had to be on the road, I'm not going to try to jump in line in front of her. She deserves to get home and play in front of these great fans here. And, um, boy, they've done a great job on the road of uh, winning a lot of games, and I know they're excited to play at home. So I'll, I'll let her have it, and we'll be up there clapping for them. With the excitement of the sprucing up the Henderson Center, uh, it's almost I – don't, I don't know how to say this because a lot of your, your squad – they're not getting maybe just the newness of it because yeah, you've got a, a lot of new faces coming in. So for us, oh man, this is great. The old logo for them, it's like oh yeah, this is nice. I mean, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're not well, getting the excitement true. we are. Yeah, that's true. There's there's some education going on as far as what uh, you know how things are around here, but it, it's it's hard not to walk down there and not be excited about what it looks like. You know, they're and they they've put up some. Uh, We've put some new signage in there too, and it, it really uh, we've we've added a lot more Kelly Green in there from what it was, I don't know, five or six years ago, and it really closes in the floor when you stand on the floor, 
you know, everything looks a little bit tighter in there. And, um, that, that, that's a great place to play, you know, when there's fans in there and it, it, it can get really loud. And now I think just visually it kind of all closes down. And, you know, like I said, it, it's, it's brighter now too. So that goes from the floor and the color that the wood is now and, and the green and everything. So it, it's, it's always been a great place to play. And I think they're definitely, you know, when you look at the improvements of the scoreboard and what they did to the floor this year, it's only getting better. So we're, we're excited to, to, to get to compete in there. Marshall women's basketball coach, Tony Kemper joining us on the program. Now uh, you've got uh, action coming up. Uh, it's, it's quicker than we think. Uh, November 5th, you've got Kentucky Christian university to start things off in the Henderson center. And, and we go from there uh, schedule wise. Uh, what are you excited about this year? Well, I just, you know, I, I think we've got a, uh, We've got a challenging schedule early that, um, you know, we play two games at home and then we go on the road to Ohio, which if you're not a women's basketball savant, Ohio's tremendous in women's basketball. It beat Purdue at Purdue a year ago. Uh, probably, I don't exactly know their win total, but it was probably 25, 26, 27, somewhere in there. Um, you know, and we played them in here a couple years ago and kind of let them off the hook, honestly. So, um, you know, that's a huge game and a huge challenge. And then, uh, you know, we play at Rutgers, which Rutgers was the top 25 team a year ago. And that's kind of, it's going to be fun. Uh, you know, Kadeja Brooks, who's a fifth year senior, I talked about her earlier. She's from Connecticut and she, she came to Marshall, uh, kind of went away from home to come here. And, and, uh, she came in a couple of years ago and said, try, you know, get, let's get me home if you can. And we were able to do that at Rutgers. So I'm excited to get her back up there and play in her neighborhood. Um, against a good team and um, you know Towson Towson at their place right before Christmas that, that was another NCAA tournament team so you know it's going to be challenging and, and uh, yet I think there's there's some areas in there where this group can grow together. Marshall University women's basketball coach Tony Kemper joining us on the program so uh, I know it's only been um, a short period between getting to see them on the court together but is this a group you feel like they're going to gel? They're going to really like each other. I mean, that was something you know I've noticed with years past that you know they really like each other. And you got so many new faces. So, what's the challenge there for you to make sure that they're working as a team and and they like each other? Yeah, you know we we have seven new new faces, so that was a lot, and I have been really happy with the and I think the ones that have graduated and are gone now and the ones that are still here in the upperclassmen, the the culture of our program, I think gets a lot of credit for, you know, people come in now and they, they kind of look around and say, okay, this is how we do it. You know, and it, and that's a positive thing. We work in the weight room. We um, study in the buck when we're supposed to be there, you know, we're, we're where we're supposed to be. And, you know, I think that having that culture established has really made it, um, easy for them to get together and figure out that they, they like each other quite a bit. And, um, you know, I bring them in and you kind of check the tires with your team a lot and bring them in and sit them down. How, how is everything? We got any issues and things like that. And I know it's always the answer, you know, and I almost can't believe it. Um, cause it's hard to have 25 people and never, and always get along, you know, but they, they really get along well. They have fun around each other. Um, you know, and then I guess you, so you go from there, which I know is true. And then you go into gelling, you know, are they going to gel? And I think, um, that's, 
that's one of those questions you don't you, you don't really know the answer yet. I think we have the pieces here to do it, and uh, and yet you've got to get on the same page in the games. And you know, basketball comes down to there's going to be you know I don't know which games, but it's probably going to be ten, twelve, something like that. Games are going to come down to like five points or less. And when your team learns how to win those games, you really take off and have a good year. And you know, so are we going to figure that out? Boy, I hope so. And yet it's kind of learned behavior. You know, you, you figure out how to get stops at the end. You figure out who's going to help you make plays and score. And I certainly think we have the people in our locker room to get it done. And now they've got to get together and, and find a way to do that. Marshall University women's basketball coach Tony Kemper. Coach, good talking to you. We'll do it again soon. And uh, uh, don't um, don't lose your voice at volleyball tonight. We need you. Um, we need we need that voice. You know, you got a coach. Well, it's ba- it's barely hanging on. You know, it's barely hanging on because we've been we've been in practice for a couple of days. I got another one tomorrow. We got a big recruiting weekend, so I'm excited about you know what. Like I said before, it's a it's fun weekend and, and one that that uh, is certainly special here. And then, you know, let's hope that uh, let's hope we have a great one, Coach. Thanks for t- doing this and have a good weekend. Sounds good. See you, Paul. It's Tony Kemper, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. We're going to turn our attention to high school football. Uh, we're going to hear from Matt Perry. we got Jason Toy. Those guys are going to check in when we continue with today's edition of The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up tonight on 92.7 and 98.5 The Planet, it's going to be George Washington at Spring Valley. And joining us on the program now, he's the voice of the Spring Valley Timberwolves, Matthew Perry. This is going to be an interesting one, GW, coming into this contest, 2-2, two and two, Spring Valley 3-1. and one. And Guess what? George Washington's got back-to-back wins. Yeah, George Washington, big win over Huntington two weeks ago, and last week took care of St. Albans. This uh, George Washington team, yeah, it's been a great comeback so far. They uh, go from 0-2 and two to 2-2, two and two, and... If they could beat Spring Valley tonight, that's really going to go a long way for them and their postseason aspirations. Spring Valley coming off a uh, bounce-back win. They're now 3-1, and one, hoping to continue and uh, get the juggernaut rolling again. Yeah, it's a huge game for both teams. And, you know, we talked about last week how it's still early. It is, you know, the fifth game of the year for both teams. George Washington coming in at number 11. They want to do what Cabell Midland did to Spring Valley, and that's knock off the big dog at their home stadium. I say the big dog. Spring Valley's number 10, but everybody in the area knows that you don't get easy wins at the Wolves' den. So it's always a big test when any when any team has to go in out to the valley and play at the Wolves Den. Spring Valley, they need these ranking points. They need the GW points. You know, coming in at number 10 at 3 and 1, they are the um, for a three-win team, they're the lowest-ranked three-win team in AAA in the state of West Virginia. And we talked about that a little bit last week. That's because Wayne is winless and a AA school. And their only other wins are Hurricane and South Charleston, not giving them a lot of points. South Charleston's number 16, and Hurricane's out of the top 16. Matt Perry's with us. We've got the games coming up tonight on our sister station, 92.7 and 98.5 The Planet. So... Let's talk about this game itself. Um, Spring Valley really doesn't have to change much. They have to just continue to do what they do. But really, penalties have been a big problem for the Timberwolves. It's been an awful four games uh, when you think about it penalty-wise. Last week, we were talking on the air, and the uh, statistician out at Spring Valley, Mike Welder, he kept track. There was eight straight plays with a penalty. And, you know, that's both teams, but I believe at least – 
five of the eight were against Spring Valley. And that's in one quarter on eight straight plays. They've been making way too many mistakes when it has counted. There's a lot, been a lot of personal fouls, a lot of unsportsmanlike conducts, and that's something that comes with a younger team. But you can pretty much throw that excuse out the window at this point. You have four games under your belt. It's now time, you know, you don't get to get away with that anymore, saying, oh, I was just in the heat of the moment. It's time to step up and stop making those crucial penalties because it's going to hurt you. It hurt them against Cabell Midland. Luckily, it didn't hurt them last week uh, with the brouhaha against South Charleston, having a uh, South Charleston player ejected and a bunch of, you know, pushing and shoving. It, it's just, you're, I'm not used to, and Spring Valley fans and our radio crew is not used to seeing Spring Valley play that type of mistake-ridden football. How do you fix it in such a short time? I, I don't know. The challenge that Coach Dingus has and that I think his whole coaching staff has is trying to get into the minds of teenagers saying, listen, you are costing your team. It is not a personal game. I, this guy might have ticked you off. This guy might have might be cut blocking you and the refs aren't seeing it. You just got to move on. And so many after the whistle penalties, those aren't hustle penalties. Those are just I'm not thinking penalties. And that's something that drives Coach Dingus absolutely bonkers. It's true because these are the things that really can hold a great team back and just make them a good team. And George Washington has shown that the, they're a better team than their 0-2 start, so they're coming in here tonight trying to knock off Spring Valley. But for Spring Valley to win this game, what do they got a key on tonight for George Washington? You have to stop the pass. George Washington, though they run the ball a little bit, they're mostly a pass-oriented team, much like South Charleston last week. So I'm not saying the exact same game plan, but you have to stop the pass first. They're led by R.T. Alexander, the Patriots are. He has nine touchdown passes already this season, 610 yards on the young season. Season. He's been showing that they can win through the air. You know, again, you don't beat Huntington by accident. And you and last week they had a great showing shutting out uh, the, the Red Dragons up at St. Albans. So Coach Dingus has to make his kids aware, listen, they're going to fling the ball around the field and we have to stop. We have to stop the passing game. I, I really don't think George Washington could put forth a running effort like Cabell Midland did a couple of weeks ago that could break the Wolves' backs. Um, they don't have that type of danger on the running uh, in the running game but if you do not stop RT Alexander in that passing game it could turn into a shootout and Spring Valley does not want a shootout. Spring Valley's been very good at controlling the ball as well. They have 1 2 3 4 10 10 different guys uh, out there running the ball. Um, usually the old saying is if you've got two quarterbacks you don't have one but <laughs> Uh, for Spring Valley, they've got so many kids able to run the ball. Um, yeah, are they going to focus? Basically, they ever focus on maybe just having one or two carriers, or just hey, we're just going to throw out as many guys we can. I don't think they'll this season they'll ever focus on just two. Their two starters are Livingston at the tailback and Christopher at fullback. And Christopher, for the most part, uh, other than when he's spelled by Cole Diamond, he is the starting fullback and he plays most of the stat snaps there. But with Livingston coming in as a wildcat, and last week he just played straight up quarterback for two quarters. They bring in different running back combinations. They play both Brumfields, Zane and Brody Brumfield. They Jace Caldwell got a couple of carries. Um, Kobe Van Hoos got carries. Our kicker, uh, I say ours, I apologize, alumni, but uh, Zane Porter, the kicker. I mean, he's even ran the ball and he runs it effectively. And so when you have that type of talent and these kids that at the middle school level played skill positions, you take advantage of it. Um, I, I tend to dis. I, I don't disagree with the quarterback uh, 
uh, old saying that you said when it comes to college and above, but in high school, Coach Dingus and a, a program such as Spring Valleys can get away with that type of in and out because he, uh, his coaching staff has them ready. Listen, next man up, uh, you're going to go get some carries. Like last week we saw it. Cole Diamond got his first two ever touchdown runs, and this is a kid that doesn't even start in the backfield. Games tonight on 92.7 and 98.5. The planet is George Washington at Spring Valley. Uh, I'm not one for giving a team an automatic win, but Bill Cornwell will not be <laughs> in the booth tonight. He's instead uh, taking care of some business over at Marshall University. He's uh, filling in and uh, covering volleyball tonight. So uh, can we pin this in as an automatic win? You know, I, I, I joked at you earlier today, but you know, we've been keeping a running tally on the Bill Cornwell win-loss record. And he luckily got above 500 last week. But it's almost assured that Spring Valley wins tonight because Bill Cornwell chose volleyball over his uh, radio crew, who is going to dearly miss him. That's the <laughs> nicest thing you could say. I knew you would say something. <laughs> Matt Perry is joining us. Uh, Matthew Perry is joining us in the game tonight on 92.7 and 98.5 The Planet. We turn our attention now to the Cabell Midland Knights. They face off against Capital. Capital coming into the contest 3-1. and one. Cabell is 4-0. and oh. Game tonight on 97.9 The River. And Jason Toy joins us in studio for a preview of that matchup. And the Knights just keep on rolling 4-0 and now and looking pretty good. Maybe they're going to be the odds-on favorite and make it to Wheeling if this keeps up. Well, I'll tell you what, it wasn't uh, without uh, – it's been hard, I'll tell you that. Ever since the uh, Spring Valley game, and that was a huge win for them. And uh, emotionally for this team because not a lot of people expected them to do a lot of things this year besides being a – about a 500 to, you know, 750 type ball squad. But uh, they uh, did a great job in that victory against Spring Valley. They've suffered injuries, though. They had four players that, that are banged up. Three of them had surgery prior to the game last week against Hurricane. And a lot of those were offensive threats. So, uh, and J.J. Roberts been hobbled a little bit. He's still been playing, but he's not full go. And uh, last week, they got the job done defensively. And that's one of the big things, a nice surprising thing this year. I don't say surprising, but the nice bright point, I think, this year for Cabell Midland has been how tough their defense has been. And uh, they did a great job last week. They've also uh, blocked a punt and took it in for a touchdown. That was the big key in the win uh, with the victory over Hurricane. But that was last week. This week, it's going to be a tough task. I mean, it's going to be hard. They're taking on a very good uh, Capital squad. Uh, they don't. Capital might not have as much of the talent that they've had the last couple of years, but they still have a whole lot of talent. And they got some young players uh, that are moving up. they got a quarterback that you know, before where they had Martin at quarterback, who's now at WVU, he is the uh, you know a dual threat. He can run, he can throw the ball. Now they got a quarterback that is young, is a sophomore that loves to roll out, that loves to throw the football. Uh, and you'll see them put the football in the air quite a bit tonight for Capital, too. So I think it's one of the big matchups, the biggest matchups that we have in the state of West Virginia this weekend uh, between uh, Cabell, Midland, and Capital. And, uh, you know, Midland, number one in the state right now because of points. And that's, you know, when you compare things to Martinsburg, who's right there with them, just a couple of points on, or tenths of the points back on, on the back end of them. It's, uh, it's tough. I and mean, we all know that it doesn't matter where you are right now. It's just who's going to go up against Martinsburg at the end of the year when we get up there. Yeah, the good news is if you're either one or two, you don't have to face off against them until the uh, final. Yeah. If, if, you, if, you're, if you get through. Or the, playoffs. Yeah. I mean, uh, you get up to there and have to make, you know, for teams in our part of the state to make that long of a ride up north, that's the one thing you try to avoid. So if you're Spring Valley, Cabell Midland, or Huntington, you definitely want to stay above that, uh, that eighth mark when it comes to the playoffs because because you don't want to make those long road trips.
like this. No, you want to be in the opposite bracket. Yes. You want to face off against the everybody else, but and they just have such a, a great home field advantage. And them, yeah. Wheeling and seems got, to, somebody told me they had a, a hundred. They have a hundred and thirty-five players on their team this year at Martinsburg. I can see that a hundred and thirty-five. Midland's got a great big lineup. I mean, we got about a hundred kids, uh, but that's between freshmen, JV, and, and varsity squads. Uh, and for the first year, Midland this year, our first time in a while, at Midland, we've had enough players to actually filled a whole separate freshman squad too, which has been great. Um, but to have a hundred and thirty-five that they dress out on a varsity, man, that is a lot. Yeah. But they're in a situation where they're in a part of the state that is, let's just be honest, it's booming. It's, oh, yeah. It's well, economically, that's what progress looks like sometimes. You're and able it, to get these players to make their way to your area from Washington and Virginia and other places in Maryland as well. Jason Toy is with us tonight. It's Capital at Cabell Midland. The important thing here at this one is, uh, thankfully, this is a home game for the Knights tonight. Yeah, it's a part of a stretch. Uh, we've been home for a while. We'll be home for the next two games after this as well. But then we finish out the season, uh, the final four weeks. We're on the road three of the final four. We have a bye week in there before the end of the, uh, the second to last week of the season. So last year we enjoyed it. We were gone the entire month uh, through September and the first part, uh, the start of October, and then finished things out uh, at the back end of it. But, um, this, you know, it rolls reverse this year. We're on the we're home for this big, nice stretch for a month. We're going to be the last month of the season on the road. And at least there's a bye week coming up. Yeah. That's important. That's And, and it, you know, it used to be in the past that uh, up until last year we always had like that we finished out the season and then bye week and then playoffs so it's been great to get that last year the bye week came earlier in the year this year it's back to the second to the last week of the season that 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 should help hopefully and hopefully we can get a couple of players back that uh that had to have some surgery uh and battling some issues there so it is uh you, know, you play with what you got and like what we talked with coach salmons in our in our pregame interview that the fact is it's it's next man up and that's what it's been so far this year it's been next man up and just not uh giving up on your team and that's the thing he's got a lot of great kids out there that just uh, love the team concept and love uh, love winning games and love being a part of each other. You know, they win or lose as a team, and that's a, the great thing about this squad. They're not the biggest, they're not the fastest, but they have got a lot of heart. Jason Toys with us, Capital Cabell Millen tonight, ninety-seven mm-hmm. nine the River, seven o'clock kick. That means you go on the air a little early. Yep, six thirty we'll hit the air, and uh, also you can watch this one as well. We got video streaming for this one. Yeah, uh, Kindred Digital Sports uh, Game of the Week uh, with Marshall Orthopedics. You can watch it on uh, here on our Facebook page here on ESPN. 94.1 FM and AM 930 on the websites as well at WRVC.com. You can watch it there and uh, look forward to, to always having fun when we can do the, the television side of things with this. And, uh, of course, the doubleheader. We've got Huntington High on the, on the big TV as well, too, tonight, taking on uh, GW, uh, not GW, taking on South Charles. So it should be fun. Yeah. and Two uh, games for you tonight on the old WRVC.com. Two games, and you don't have to dress up in a suit tonight. Yeah, that's the great thing about it. You never see us, <laughs> and you don't want to see us. Jason Toy, he'll have the call tonight. It's going to be on 97.9 The River. It's Capital taking on Cabell Midland. We got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Digital Sports. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Guests with Paul Swan appear via the Miller Lite phone lines. Tonight, right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, 1 and 3 South Charleston travels to Bob Sang Field to face off against 2 and 1 Huntington. Woody Woodrum, he's going to be on the broadcast tonight. He now joins us on the program. And Woody, we're, we're three games in. We're going to be in game number four tonight. And we're learning a little bit more about this Highlanders team than uh, we knew a few weeks ago. But what's the challenge here for Billy Seals tonight? The team's scoring a lot of points. 
defensively, might be some work to do there. Well, I, I think they're fine, Paul, as far as it, uh, it has to do with what they're doing on uh, defense. I mean, they gave up 30 to GW, and that wasn't the end of the, the road type thing. They just made too many mistakes in that game. But now they're playing a team that likes to throw like GW did. And, and as a matter of fact, they're kind of one-dimensional when it comes to their offense. Last week against Spring Valley, they, they only picked up 10 first downs, 90 yards rushing, and uh, threw for 30. Now, they like to throw the ball as much as they can. I watched the film on them in Capitol, and they put it up a lot. And they've got some athletic guys who can go get it. But they've had trouble slowing down other teams. So I think Huntington's just got to come out and, and do their assignment football, which is stay with your defenders. You know, when you drop from three to five DBs, make sure everybody's on point and ready to go and, and knows who their man is. And, and the quarterback's going to scramble a little bit. He's a, he's a very young guy. Uh, Trey Dunn is a freshman back there. But he's hit 45 of 82 for 644 yards this season. Only three touchdowns against seven interceptions, which, you know, you expect that. You know what I say about freshmen. The best thing is they become sophomores. And he'll be so much better when he's doing uh, that next year. But they've also played a, a murderer's row. They opened up against GW, who they beat by two touchdowns. Then they lose to Capital, a game that was close until late. Johnson Central, well, they're, they're really good. They've been in 59-29. And Spring Valley's very good at home. Huntington's very good at home against this team, and they have beat them at home a couple of times here lately. So I think they feel good about the game tonight. They've just got to match up with this team, do what Huntington does best, which is ball control and, and running the ball. And, and, and also, they, they've, until Devin Jackson got the three interceptions last week, including taking one for touchdown, they were minus three on the turnovers. So now they're even, and they want to get up on, on that. If Billy Seals preaches anything, it's to play turnover-free and not make mistakes on special teams. Woody Woodruff's with us. He'll be on the broadcast tonight, Huntington High, taking on a very talented South Charleston team. And, uh, I, I, you know, the record's deceptive. I mean, one and three, I still think that's a good team. I really do. Uh, you know, Billy Seals agrees with you. He thinks it's the best one and three team in the state. And it's like I say, they've got a ton of athletic kids. Caden Davis, a running back, really good player who also catches the ball out of the backfield. Uh, Tyson Rohrmiller is another uh, nice receiver they've got. You know, Jaden Estep is a freshman with nine catches this year. Shalik Kinney, probably the most dangerous guy, averaging 12 yards a catch. Uh, you know, they've got uh, a kid named Turner who's a senior, Kawhi Lee. And, uh, you know, he's only got two catches, but they're for 100 yards. So, uh, and, and uh, Romeo Dunham has taken a kickoff back 99 yards. So they are full of very talented kids. They are big up front where they have some guys 6'4", 280, 6'4", 320, 6'8", 330, and 5'9", and 280, 5'11", 274. So they're going to match Huntington's size up front. And it's just – I think Huntington's got to do what they do. Uh, Blackwell needs to continue to throw the ball better, as he did last week against Wheeling. But, you know, they're going to pound with Brockton Blair, and then they're going to run the speed guys, Diallo Mitchell, Devin Jackson, Murray Felder. You know, those guys are the speed guys. We'll have the broadcast coming up tonight. It's going to be 7 o'clock, so stay tuned. Woody Woodrum will be joined by Chris Tatum. And you guys will have the call of this one. Uh, we'll see you 
7 o'clock tonight. Uh, kick back, enjoy. You got an hour before you got to get to work. Yep, yep. We'll, uh, we'll enjoy this nice, cool evening. That's Woody Woodrum. He'll be on the broadcast tonight with Chris Tatum of Huntington High right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. For our producer, Gabriel Sellers, who thought that today would be a bad day for him, performance-wise, Gabriel Sellers, A+. I told you we were going to have a great day. I'm not, however, giving up the peace offering that you brought me earlier. This has been a very tasty beverage you brought me. I appreciate that. For Gabriel, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of The Drive. Enjoy the rest of your evening, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.